Good afternoon, Falcons. This is Coach Jay again, back to have another episode of Coaching Falcons. And in this episode, I am going to be talking to the cross-country coaches, Coach Armstrong and Coach Corbin. Uh, with that in mind, I'd like to just uh, introduce you to them. And uh, I'll start with the girls coach first, and then I'll follow with the boys coach. Coach? Hey, glad to be here. Glad to be back in school. Glad to be having cross country over the, you know, the pandemic and everything. Being able to get the kids out there and being able to uh, to work with them and have meets and um, good. Just glad to be back for another season. Okay, this is Coach Armstrong, by the way, <laughs> and uh, he, he's he's good to be back. And Coach Coach Corbin here uh, with the boys cross country team. Uh, I'm excited to be back again for the second year. Okay, um, and so I, I don't teach at the school. I'm a lay coach. Um, and so I'm glad to be here with the boys. It's been a fun two years and look forward to uh, um, a few more years. Okay. Coach Armstrong, tell us a little bit about your coaching experience with cross country or track or just anything in general. I, I competed in cross country and track in middle school at, Mer at Meridian Middle School and Perry Marine High School. And then I went on to uh, compete four years in cross country and track at Indiana State University. Uh, when I got out of school and uh, started teaching, I was uh, an assistant cross-country coach at Cathedral for a couple of years while I was there and then uh, I came to Perry Meridian uh, initially as a girls basketball coach but then uh, after a year or so got in as an assistant coach with Marty Reese uh, in girls cross-country for three years and then when Marty uh, got out of cross-country I became the uh, uh, head girls coach in 1992 Wow! in the fall of 1992 and uh, I've been the coach ever since and um it's just it's 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 really been great. I've coached a lot of great kids, a lot of good runners. Um, I've coached both my daughters. Um, you know, it's just been a really really uh, something that's worked out really well for me and here and, and 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 we've won a few things along the way, so that's been nice too. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Coach Corbin, I just, uh, had a different pathway. Um, I grew up in a rival conference school, Martinsville, and so graduated from Martinsville High School went on to what was then Marion College, which is now Marion University, ran there for four years. And the year after I graduated, uh, became assistant cross country and track coach with Coach Dave Roberts at Marion University and did that for 13 years. Um, took a little bit of a break when my kids got to be about six, seven years old for Little League and did those things and stepped away. And as they uh, got bigger, one of them decided to pick up running. Um, I kind of helped the middle school coach out for two or three years with just theory and different ways to look at it and he was open to it I kind of helped him along and then uh, the timing was right um, coach retiring yeah and I'm the kind of guy that uh, if you think things should be different either put up or shut up don't complain if you had the chance to do it afterwards right right so I good. put my name in um, and this will be my second year last year we had a good year um, this is my second year. Uh, I learned something every day from Coach Armstrong, um, as he attested to. Uh, he's been a coach since 92. I graduated high school in 92, Mike. Oh, wow. <laughs> so um, you, you have a few more years of experience on me. So I, I use him for, uh, hey, what time should the bus leave? <laughs> um, have no clue. Yeah. Um, so logistical things Mike helps me out a lot with. But um, I view the boys' coaching job um, kind of simultaneously with the girls' coaching job. I, I'm going to root the girls on. I'm going to talk to them about their race. I, I approach it more as a team. He's in charge of them. 
But if there's anything that I can do to help the girls, I'm going to do it. And I know he would with the boys too. So right, absolutely. I I felt the same way when I was coaching track here. Uh, whenever I could help out, I would. Whenever uh, things happen, that's what we do. Because hmm. for the most part, this sport, cross country and track and field, no one knows about. They hear about it, but you know most of the people that come out to track and field and cross country. Their parents, or maybe a girlfriend or boyfriend, or something like that. So it's you hear about track and field in, in, in the distance stuff every four years when the Olympics roll around, right. and so we're always fighting that, you know. And every now and then you'll see a little bit of a tick, you know. People get more interested and so on, but after a couple of years, and it falls away again. So yeah, I appreciate you uh, coming, being on the the program here today. Uh, tell me, Coach Corbin. Tell me a little bit about now. Do you help with the cross um, with track and field or just cross country? I do. I help with the track team too. Last year, uh, they brought me on as assistant coach for the boys' distance team. Okay. In track, so I coach the distance side, 800 up, um, 800 mile, two mile, and so it's a good. I think it's good continuity for the boys to have the same boys all season long. Right. And and it's the same progression. Because I think track is a progression in a cross country. Cross country sets you up for a good track season. Uh, but I think track is just as important for the cross country season as the cross country is. It yeah. teaches you speed. It teaches speed development. It teaches that you can run faster than you ever thought you could. And so having the right continuity behind the voice, I think, is important mm-hmm. uh, to keep that going forward. Okay. Coach, what do you think about that? Coach I, do. I got back into track and field last year after 34 years of not being in track and field. Um, you know, I umpire baseball in the spring, yeah. uh, high school baseball. Uh, but with the time that we got out of school, uh, it made that a little bit more. Games start later now. Baseball games start later now. We get out of school at a time where we can have practice. Um, the girls were kind of in a different spot. They had had a different distance coach, I think, for the last five seasons in mm-hmm. a row. And Coach Teverball and I sat down, and we kind of talked about his goals and, and what I'd like to do. And then I just felt like it was a uh, – we, we had a really good group of freshmen last year. Uh, that I enjoyed a great deal in cross country, and um, I w- kind of wanted to see some consistency not only within cross country to track to cross country to track, but just for them season after season after season, and that they could get it maybe in a training program. They weren't always starting something new or some right. something else, and they could kind of get into a training program. And so, um, we like I said, we dealt with a lot of freshmen last year uh, in that, and we're hoping to see some uh, progression. In this in this sophomore season as well, okay. but uh, yeah, I'm back. I'm back in track and uh, uh, and I I enjoyed it immensely last last spring. So who's taking over the announcements now? I do that. We only have two home meets, and okay. I I still do the announcing of the uh, we events. only we only announce the order. We don't do results really during right, the meet. Right. So I can do that from the cordless mic down in the field and. Yeah. Just worry and about coach worry, worry, I worry about four, <laughs> I worry about four by eight mile eight and two mile. <laughs> <laughs> now I I notice a lot of cross country and your distance runners and track and field comes from a lot of cohesion within those runners, and <clears throat> I've noticed in the past couple of years. Well, you know I was the head track coach for the longest long time, and distance just kind of fell off the cliff and a lot of it was the fact that kids didn't have connections with one another and I as a layman's ex-coach once was uh, have 
probably two or three of your cross-country and track distance runners that live in my neighborhood. And I see them running all the time, which is quite different from the way it's been in the past four or five years. And so I can see that the program, those guys have something that they have in common. And they like doing it because, you know, it's, it's tough to say, you know, run distance because they want, I can't run from here to the door. Okay. So is there anything, Coach Corbin, that you've done that has speared that on that, you know, what we can do to get better and how can we bring the, the middle school along and so on? And I, think, I think you hit on something key. Um, I've got a good group of sophomore boys um, who are kind of leading part of the charge. Um, and that comes from four of them went to the same grade school together. They happened to have a run club at Glens Valley when they were there. Mm-hmm. Kind of fell off, but now Kira Bush is bringing it back. But that's where they found running, was in fourth and fifth grade at a run club. And uh, they stayed together and ran from then on. Uh, two of them are wrestlers yeah. who figured out, I'm pretty darn good at running, and they gave up wrestling. Um, okay. Bad for a wrestling team, great for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it I'm happens. Not gonna, I'm not going to pull anybody away, but if you look at them now, they found the right sport. Yeah. Um, and so that, I think was the key to them getting started. I think uh, Alex Grayson, the middle school coach on the boys' side, and Coach Gunkel are doing a great job of trying to create that family-type atmosphere mm-hmm. amongst the kids. So you do it because we all have a good time together. We're going to suffer through the pains of running together. We're going we're to enjoy the success together. Mm-hmm. But it's a family, and we're all in it, and we're going to help each other. And if you go out and watch their practice at the middle school level, their runners, when they get done, are going back out to the field to root on the guys at the back because they're as important as the guy in the front. Right. And that's the mentality they do. And you mentioned some of the guys go out and you see them and run to the neighborhood together. Um, that group of three to four of them, they've run every day for probably the last year and a half together. Mm-hmm. So on non-practice days, half my team, I know they're going to run together. I don't have to tell them. Right. And that is that part that moves them to that next level. Right. So I think that is a family-type thing. It's a They develop that bond between each other that let's go do it because if I do it on my own, it's hard to do. I don't want to go out and do it on my own. Right. And I think that's brought some of the guys along who wouldn't go out and run on their own because when they get a text and they turn it down that they don't want to go run, all of a sudden they've started <laughs> to see over the last two years, the guys who run all the time are the ones doing good. Right. Maybe there's something to it. Yep. And so I think you're. I think you hit on something right there. Is that they hold each other accountable, and it's not the coach forcing them to do it. Right. Good. 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 Coach Armstrong, uh, question: Who are who are some of the leaders of of your your team this fall? Can you can you name some of them? Sure, I can. Um, we have we have uh, we graduated ten seniors last spring. Wow. That's okay. A lot. That was a lot. And so our our team numbers are down a little bit because we graduated such a huge group. Um, Oliver Shrelly is our only senior, and she's one of our, our leaders. Uh, she's not our number one girl, mm-hmm. uh, but Allie has been through the wars of four years, and she kind of holds our team together, and, 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 and she's a good leader. You know, your your best leaders don't have to be your best runners. Right. All right? Um, and she, she you know, is, is kind of showing these younger kids the the, uh, the ropes, so to speak. Um, you know, when we get out on the course, we have a, a, a pretty good group of, of, of 10th graders as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Vanessa Newhouse. 
has had a really good uh, start to her season this year. Is she related to Ari Newhouse? Yes, she's a sister. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and and she's, uh, she's made a lot of progress in the last year, really improved a lot and, and everything. A girl named Savannah Hill, uh, another sophomore, uh, she's uh, one of our – one of our top two kids. Those two kids are at the front, and then we have uh, Lily Gross and uh, and Kaylee Butts, um, who have, have kind of filled in in that middle section in there. And then uh, uh, Maya Mundy and Ava Huddleston are a couple of juniors uh, that 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 are you know that are in there in that top five, top six area and stuff like that. So those are some of our our our, our, our leaders and our better kids. Um, we have 15 this year, which is a little down for us, and I think it's just in in transition there. Uh, with uh, with losing so many seniors a year ago, but um, they've done they've done a great job. They're just you know like cross country. I think appeals to a certain type of kid and a certain type of, of student and that kind of stuff. So usually in cross country, you have kids who are goal oriented. They are smart kids. They're good students. They're 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 well behaved. And so it's it's just a lot of fun to be around those types of. Uh, uh, of people and and runners. Okay, okay, Coach Corbin, how about you? Some of you, some of your leaders of your cross. Yeah, I I think we have this uh, a little bit similar situation as the Mike is. Uh, some of our best leaders aren't necessarily the fastest runners, uh, but our fastest runners lead by example. Mm-hmm. They put the work in, and so you've, we're led by um, two seniors, Luca Arbonal and Eric Galarado, um, and then we have. Four freshmen on our varsity, or four sophomores, sorry, they're sophomores yeah. now, on our uh, varsity team. Two of them are twin brothers, Luke and James Haggerty, related to a previous number one runner for Perry, Andrew right. Haggerty, who graduated last year. Right. And they are stepping right into his shoes as far as ability level at the top end. Mm-hmm. Um, and he then brought them right along. Huh? He did, and <laughs> he did a great job last year. I would commend Andrew for making my job easy last year. He took uh, five freshmen under his wings, and made a team that was really competitive. Um, if you wouldn't have gotten quarantined, the Whiteland coach would tell you we probably would have won conference. Yeah. Um, but things happen, yeah. and I think it's made our guys hungry. Yeah. Um, then you got Kyle Corbin, my son, um, who helped me get back into coaching. Okay. Um, like it or not, he stuck with me. Some gotcha. days it's great, sometimes it's bad for him. <laughs> okay. Uh, being a coach's son is always difficult. Okay. Um, so you live in Perry Towns, yeah? I do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. About three quarters mile down the road. Okay. Um, and so yes, Perry Township is. I wouldn't want to coach anywhere else. Uh, if I'm going to coach, I'm going to coach where I live. Yeah. Um, I believe in helping the community you're in. Okay. Um, and so then you've got a couple of juniors that are starting to show promise now after having a couple of tough years. Uh, Anthony Lauks, um, Wesley Moore are starting to come right along. And then we've got a freshman, Alec Dial, who stepped into the varsity level too. So you've got two seniors, four sophomores, and a freshman right now running varsity. So we're pretty young, mm-hmm. um, which is bodes well for the future. Yeah. Uh, but it's also good for right now. I mean, they're running well. Um, I challenge them not to look at their age. It doesn't matter what your age is. Right. All four years run together. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. Don't wait till your senior year to try to do it. Right. Might be too late. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's great. That's great. Any goals do you have set, Coach Armstrong? I'll. I'll uh, well, I mean, goals are subjective, objective, and it's sometimes it's hard to say this is what we want to accomplish, but. Um, I throw that question out simply because as coaches, as uh, we always look at the big prize, but objectively, sometimes we don't get there. Right. So there may be small goals, there may be big goals. So I'm just asking that. Sure. I think when we looked at our team coming into this year, uh, we lost uh, you know three of, our, three of our top five runners. 
Um, you know, we were knew our numbers were going to be down just a little bit because of graduating the 10 seniors and things like that. So we've really kind of looked at this group as a two-year project. Okay. Okay, that, you know, this year could maybe be a building year into maybe some other things going into next year. Uh, so right now our big focus is just improvement. Uh, and that encompasses a lot of things. Like, first of all, we want to improve our training. Okay, we want to be better in practice. Mm -hmm. We want to be more consistent in practice. We want to practice more days. We want to run more days. So we're looking improvement. So when we say in practice, we're not necessarily talking about just being faster in practice. We're just talking about improving ourselves in practice. All right, and then we want to get into improvement in meets, in racing strategy. You know, how fast do I want to go out? Am I going out too slow? And which is a problem that we have had in the past. You know, improving the start, improving the start of our race, and then believing in ourselves that we're going to have it at the end. And so, you know, as coaches, I think we all know that, especially in a sport, a running sport, like one season builds on another season that you just can't always go back. Like when cross country ends, like you can't be done until track starts. Okay. So that you, you know, one season builds on another season that builds on another season that builds on another season. And then as they get older and they get stronger, they can handle a bigger volume of work. So I think our focus this year has really been on improvement and that improvement encompasses practice meets training habits off-season habits Mm -hmm. and these are the things and then that hopefully um our reward maybe in meat placing and winning things is down is down the road but but it's there okay okay coach corbin how about you um similar to mike uh you know i think our team is probably positioned a little bit differently than mike's with the talent level to front end um, which allows us to be a little bit more competitive in the meat situations um but I've always told the boys, we get better in practice. Here's where we do the work, and the reward is in the meet. So we're going to put the work in now to have this fun later on. And so we kept the same schedule as we had last year on purpose, um, partly because I want them to have goals. So last year we went to Fountain Central. We got third. Uh, We didn't lose by much. Goal is we win Fountain Central. The goal is always we beat Southport. There's no question. That's, <laughs> That's in my a mind. great goal. Well, my <laughs> mind, number one goal, we, we start every year with we, we beat Southport. Yeah. And that come from the middle school guys coming up last year as freshmen. They'd never lost to Southport. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to continue. They, they watched the high school team get beat by Southport over and over. Yeah. And they their attitude was, why? We can beat them. Yeah. Southport had a good team last year. We still beat them. Um, the next goal, the next main goal is to win conference. Um, so... First beat Southport, yep. then win conference. Uh, last year we came up short. We got third. Um, we had some things we had to go through. That you know, you're a young team. Last year uh, we didn't quite get there. Like you said, sometimes you have this big objective, you don't quite get there. Um, but it wasn't an unrealistic goal. Right. Um, and so now they're more motivated to, to repeat that chance this year. They want that chance to do it again. Yeah. Um, it'll still be tough. It'll be between Whiteland and Plainfield and us again. Um, Plainfield's looking really good. Um, with their front end and then their freshmen are coming along. Whiteland's, this is the year that Whiteland can continue it. Um, they have a lot of seniors. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of experience. Our young guys have to figure out how to handle that experience. And then to get to semi-state. Yeah. Um, we feed into a very strong semi-state. Um, I think the, the, the goal to get to state is always there. But if I had to say that's pie in the sky goal, it probably is right now. 
Um, it's, it's a big goal. Sure, especially as young as you are. You know, yeah. um, and so I try to give them, challenge them, but make it realistic. Um, we missed semi state by one point last year. Wow. Um, it was a bitter pill to look at the results and keep your facial expression from showing the team uh, the frustration that you as a coach have when you see that. Like, right. And I wasn't frustrated for me. I was frustrated for them. Right. They worked too hard all year long yeah. um, and have one point. Uh, but you learn lessons through all these attempts to get to your goals. Um, and so I think there's something to learn every day that you go out. But they've achieved those goals that they had last year, this year so far. When they came back, they wanted to win Fountain Central. They wanted to beat Southport. They wanted to go to Franklin Community and beat ranked teams because that was one thing that we didn't do last year. Whenever we faced a team that was ranked ahead of us, we didn't beat them. This year, every time they've had someone ranked ahead of them that they could catch realistically, they've beaten them. Great. And so that's what I challenged them this year. We're, gonna, we're getting ready to head into a meet on Saturday at Brown County. We made the elite race that you have to earn a chance to get into, 16 sure. teams. All 16 teams are ranked in the top 50 in the state with six of the top 11 teams in the state. And so it's not going to be an easy race. Right. I said, if we run the best that we can run and we don't beat one of them, I'm fine with it. But we need to run good. The goal is now to teach yourself how to race against the good schools. How to compete. We could be in the AAA race and we'd win it, but that's not a goal anymore. We've moved on from the goals that we know we can achieve to the goals that now let's see if we can achieve. Because as a coach, as a former coach, you're never happy with what you've done before. Right. It always needs to be the next step. Right. What is that next step? Okay. God. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I'm going to throw the, a gorilla in the middle of this conversation. Let's talk about COVID. <laughs> Everybody's talking about COVID. I, as a matter of fact, this morning I just got tested because I'm going on a trip. And they say before you get on this thing, you have to be tested. Negative, of course. Right. Okay. How have you guys dealt with how as coaches? How have you explained it? How have you addressed it to your teams? Uh, the issue is out there, but what about precautions and so on? Mike? I think the one thing that is in our advantage is we are an outdoor sport. And right now it appears that in an, in an outdoor situation, your chances of contacting it are probably less than they would be indoors. Um, the fact that now we're back in school uh, masking up, has helped during the school day. Uh, again, I think as us, we're not, I'm not so worried about my kids getting COVID at a meet or at practice. Right. I'm worried about them getting it more in the building or... Um, when they're not at school. When they're not at school <laughs> yeah. or, or getting contact traced. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's always, now that, every, now that there's not a virtual option that everybody, you know, is in back in buildings and stuff like that. So we talk, we, we talk with our girls about make sure you got your mask on when you're indoors. Uh, make sure that you're trying to socially distance yourself as much as possible. Uh, and then just cleanliness, like, you know, wash your hands. Uh, right. Don't don't drink after each other. Have your own water bottles. Um, you know, when we when we go to a meet on the bus, everybody's got their mask on, in, including the coaches. Okay. All right. You know, I'm, I'm vaccinated and, and I've had COVID, but, you know, I'm still in there on the bus with my mask on and, and those kinds of things. And then, you know, just trying to just cut down the social contact as much as you can in the world in which we live in. Right. Um, but I think the, the big advantage, especially in, in fall sports uh, and in spring, is that you are outdoors. And I think that's a, a huge advantage as far as, as con- uh, trying, you know, contacting COVID. Okay. And I, I, I have a 
a little dual perspective on it. I work at the hospital um, in the emergency room, and so I see wow. I see the ramifications of COVID. I see sure. how it's uh, you know how it's spread. Uh, a lot of times, you don't necessarily know how someone got it, right. but you know by anecdotal situations, one person in the family got it, and then the next day, three other people come and get tested. They got it. Yeah. So odds are they got it from each other. Um, who got it first? You don't know. And so bringing those stories back to kids to say it, this is how it can happen mm -hmm. I think is important for them to understand um, I think both of our sports has benefit from being outside um, you have more room to space out sure. you know you're not crammed into a wrestling room um, you're not grabbing a hold of the person next to you and you worry about those things um, the other thing is being open to if a kid doesn't feel good you don't hold them against them if they can't practice with the team right right hey if you're not feeling well great stay home but this is what I need you to go do on your own and, and working through those situations where it's okay to miss one day if you're on your own doing something, just to make sure that that wasn't something that's kind of festering and then you get the whole team sick from it. Right. And so we've also been blessed. The school allows us to have uh, dual transportation for the boys and girls team that makes sure we have enough room on the buses. Mm -hmm. I think it helps, but you're not cramming a lot of people in a confined space. Sure. Um, and then, you know, I lived through it last year. We lost number one runner for the biggest three meets of the year. County conference, and he came right back. Or Decatur County and conference came right back before sectionals, um, and so I think the boys understood the ramifications of if I'm not careful, this is what it means to me. Yeah. I lose these meets, yep. and my team loses me in these meets, and I think they they own amongst themselves not to disappoint their team by doing something. I won't say stupid. Just, stupid, though, stupid is a harsh word. Right, right. Uh, but just not careless, being cautious enough. Just being careless and yeah. then exposing the team to having you taken out because they know how valuable each person is to the team. So yeah. I think they own part of it too that way. And especially small teams that you've got. I mean, it's huge when, say, your number one runner is out. Yep. I mean, those points are – you're never going to get those points back. You're not. And, and now, did, they, did he train – during this time, or did he had to stay he was, isolated, uh, he was, quarantined? He, he trained. He had to train on his own. On his own, yeah. Um, so I gave him the workouts okay. um, during that time. He probably ran the best workouts he ever ran. Yeah. Um, but he was close contact quarantined. Gotcha. So he wasn't sick at all. Yeah. He just couldn't come back to school. He couldn't be around anybody, so he had to miss those because at that point in time, it was before vaccines. Um, it was before um, the new precautions have come out, which right. they've learned as time, gone, as time go, has gone by. And so we made the best of what we had. Yeah. Um, but you can't replace race situations with training necessarily. Absolutely. Um, in that team atmosphere, it's when you come back, you're, you know, you've been gone for three weeks from racing and you have to be on day one because it's sectionals. There's no chance to have the, let me work into my race. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, yeah, he, he was able to practice on his own. Um, I think it's interesting and you know, you could get into a political debate over vaccines, no vaccines. Right. Um, I think our kids, and, and personally, I, we let our kids decide for themselves. Yeah. As parents, uh, my wife and I are both in the medical fields, and we let our kids decide what they wanted. Sure. Um, and so they made their own decisions. I think kids on, their, kids on the team have educated themselves enough to make their decisions, which is right. nice. Um, and I think families have been supportive of whatever their decision is. Right. And so I think... Um, as time's gone by, and me personally looking at the world and how the virus is spreading now, um, we do see, and uh, this is my medical view, not my political view, um, that 
it is more transmiss transmissible. But if you have the vaccine, we're not seeing it being transmitted amongst vaccinated people at the rate unvaccinated people are getting. Yeah. So yeah. whether or not it cures COVID, it doesn't cure it, it doesn't make it so you can't get it, it does lessen the effects and it lessens the likelihood of getting COVID if you are vaccinated. And that's just my medical view of it. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm taking this opportunity to give my medical view, uh, not my political view. I don't want to get into, <laughs> I understand. you know, um, you step in a firestorm there. No, you, you talk I know. about dropping a grill on the table. I know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, COVID can go a lot of ways when you talk about it. Um, I think looking at how the schools handled COVID over the last few years, I think they've done a good job. Um, I think amongst the unknown and hard decisions to be made, um, I think what they came up with last year gave us the best opportunity to allow sports to happen in our school that we could ask for. Um, I think this year, it's a tough decision. Do you put yeah. everybody back in school or do you not? Yeah. Um, they go a lot of different ways. You work with administration all the time. You hear those conversations, but I think we've done a good job. I think the school's done a good job of trying to evaluate that from an outsider's perspective. I'm not in the school. Right. And so I don't hear the teacher's conversations, administration's conversations. I just look at it from outside and you hear what other schools are doing. I think we've done a pretty good job. Yeah. Well, that's that's good to hear because, you know, everybody is an armchair quarterback. And you know, I've, I've said to people before, you know, we have to look at the whole as opposed to just one or two. You know, I, I think I used Spock's line once, <laughs> you yeah. know, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that com comment. Um, well, I mean, I'm going to wind this down a little bit. Is there anything, any last-minute uh, questions or comments that you like to have, Coach Armstrong? I've Be just, honest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I've been blessed to be at Perry a long, long time. Most of your life. Uh, most of my life. <laughs> yeah. I think I told somebody this might be my 40th year at Perry Meridian and the first four were as a student. Yeah. Um, you know, so I have been around this community and, and around this a long time. And uh, Coach Corbin said it earlier, and, and, and I would say that I've gotten to do exactly what I've wanted to do at the school that I wanted to do it at. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people in life get to say that. So I've truly been blessed, and I've, I've been blessed to deal with just some outstanding girls, their parents, uh, throughout uh, multiple decades. Right. Um, you know, which, is, which has been nice. And, you know, I've been able to see changes in our school. I've been able to see changes in our sport. Um, I've been able to see a lot of things. And, um, you know, and, and I still want to come in every day, and I want to work with the girls, and I want to, I want to try to improve them, and I want to try to improve our team. And I, I want us to have the best team that we can have. Um, I think that, again, um, people can always look around and say what you don't have or, or this or that, but I, I just kind of feel great that I, I've been able to do what I've wanted to do at the school I've wanted to do it at and, um, you know, hopefully uh, and get to do it a few more years yeah. as well. Okay, good. Coach Corbin? I think I, uh, I can't talk for how long I've been here because I've only been here two years now. <laughs> uh, so, um, but I've, I've been blessed with given the opportunity to get back into coaching. Um, when I stepped away from it, you don't realize you've missed it until you get back into it. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, man, how did I stay away from it for so long? My wife would tell you I'd be gone every week. And when you coach college, it's a different time commitment. Right. Um, and this is nice because the time commitment's a little bit easier, close to home. 
but I was blessed to walk into an opportunity where I have kids that'll work. Um, I was blessed with um, Doug and Emily and uh, Principal Bodeker taking a chance on somebody they didn't know. Um, they never met me before. Mm-hmm. Um, have given me a chance to, to prove that um, I can bring something to the kids to help motivate them because I think uh, you can coach kids a lot of different ways. Um, there's a lot of different coaching philosophies. There's a lot of different coaching uh, hats you can wear. But it's more about how do you relate to the kids of today and how do you get them to work for you? Right. And um, I think I'm still a big kid at heart. Um, now, they will tell you, I will hold them accountable. <laughs> yeah. um, but at the same time, I try to let them be them. Um, I'd also like to thank you for the opportunity to come out here and, and talk about cross country. Because you mentioned it earlier, nobody really pays attention to it. Yeah. And I think, you know, you hear comments every once in a while. And I've heard it this year from kids. Um, and I've tried to educate them politely. Um, well, if you're going to run every day, why don't you do a real sport? Yeah. I would challenge anyone that thinks it's not a real sport to come out and try it. Oh, yeah. Um, because it takes just as much dedication, um, mental toughness, and physical toughness to do this sport as any other sport out there. Um, and when I talk to the people who say things like that, I want every kid at Perry to be good at the sport they're in. I want the football team to excel. Um, it's been awesome to watch them win games this year. Yep. Um, and the... Um, atmosphere that brings with it. Um, I want the basketball team to succeed. I want the volleyball team to keep succeeding. But I also want everybody to look at cross country te- the cross country team and say, I want them to succeed. Yeah. They're showing how good they are. Let's keep that momentum going with all sports. And not just the school be a, a, a big school sport or, or big sport school. Right. Uh, baseball, basketball, football. Um, there's a lot more to the athletic and academic life of the school and the life of it mm-hmm. than just those three sports. So uh, I appreciate the opportunity to come out and talk about sports that uh, don't get talked about a lot. So yeah. thank you. Okay. Well, I appreciate you being on this. Uh, I'm going to end this this uh, episode and like to thank Coach uh, Armstrong and Coach Corbin for, for coming on uh, the um, Coaching Falcons podcast. And for all the people out there, continue to support uh, Perry Township Schools and Perry Township Sports and all. And with the last words, I always say, Go Falcons!